1: Start Me Up Podcast, part of the Demcast Network. I'm Kimberly Johnson, still quarantined in D.C., and today my guest returning is actress Kirsten Warren. She has been in so many movies. She was in Bicentennial Man, Independence Day, 13 Going on 30. She's been on television. She was in Desperate Housewife. So we're going to talk a little, we're not really going to focus too much on politics today. We do talk about COVID, but only in the sense of how it's affected our personal lives and not like, you know, the statistics and and all the, the scary, dreary stuff. Today, I wanted to take a little bit of a different approach or just go down a different road. So it's not a political show. Kirsten is just delightful. I love her. She is so much fun. I've gotten to know her on Twitter. She's married to actor Kirk Acevedo. And I think, I think you guys probably remember she was on the show not too long. Well, earlier this year. And one of the things that just warms my heart more than anything is that now when I think this happened after both of them were on my show. And so my phone number, which is what I use to record these, you know, my cell phone, it's a California number. So that's the number they had. Uh, They were under the impression that I lived in California. So This is the couple that when I bitched about everybody buying toilet paper, buying all the toilet paper and there was nothing on the shelves, she and her husband suggested that they could come over and give us some toilet paper. How sweet is that? That is like the sweetest thing ever. Anyway, so this show is just going to be more like two women Getting together and just talking about whatever. I did ask her some questions. We did uh, talk a little shit about Vince Vaughn because he deserves it. She talked about Bicentennial Man specifically because on Saturday she just did this whole tweet thing about it, which we get into and you'll figure it out when we talk about it. But it's fun. And she talked about working with Robin Williams And there's just a number of things we talked about, very fun, light conversation. And she's, again, very delightful. So I hope that you enjoy the show. I'm not sure what I'm going to do next Monday, but I think Bob Seska is going to be on. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, Okay, so here we go. The Start Me Up podcast is an independent podcast supported by listeners, and it's woman run. Me, that's it. I don't have corporate backers, I don't even have an assistant, (laughs) I don't use ads. And it's patrons like you who keep the show going. So I always want to say that I'm grateful because I am. I'm so grateful for everybody who supports the show. And if you do enjoy listening today, take a look at the about page and see some of the past guests that I've had on. Now, I mostly interview political people, whether it's authors, pundits, or, you know, journalists, sometimes it's federal prosecutors, but it's usually a political show. Obviously today it is not, but occasionally I do interview actors because I used to be an actor. I obviously was never famous, but I did my fair share of work, and I love talking to creative people. I love talking to actors, so sometimes you're going to get that. There's probably going to be a little bit of uh, politics, or at at least, at the very least, there's going to be social issues thrown in, so if you like the show, please consider becoming a patron. Now, you can sign up for any dollar amount, but let's say you could sign up for two bucks, and then this is how it goes. On Mondays and Wednesdays, I I offer two free shows. If you sign up for $4 or less, you're going to get those two shows delivered to your email box as well as one of the two patrons-only shows that I record. So if you sign up for $5 or more, you get everything I just mentioned. You get the two free shows, you get the one patrons-only show, and then you get the second patrons-only show that only for $5 tier people get both shows. And then the only the $5 tier people get my Kimberly's after party, which is whatever I feel like talking about after I do the free shows on Monday and Wednesdays. So I hope that's clear. So, but you could sign up for like two bucks. And if you decide that you want to upgrade later, then you can upgrade later. You get a little taste. You get that one patrons only show. I usually do it with Steph Walton. Uh, but sometimes I do it either alone or with another guest and, you know, we talk about ev- anything goes. Of course, politics comes up a lot, <laughs> but it's not only politics. And today, my Kimberly's After Party is really very coming from a very personal place and just talking about personal stuff. I do talk about some politics, but I think that's probably because Kirsten and I really didn't. So I had to throw in some of the things that I'm thinking but it's just you know it's just to show that I do for patrons only. So you can go to the front page at pay, uh, I'm sorry at patreon.com/startmeup. Take a look at the description of the show. You can go to the different tiers that I offer. I I have like six tiers, but you can change the dollar amount of any tier you're in to make it whatever you want. So like if you don't if if you want to make the $5 tier $17.99, you can do that. You can do whatever you want. Just again visit patreon.com slash startmeup. And then the other thing that you can do, sometimes people want to make a one-time donation. I'm never gonna argue with that. Just check out check out the text and the Patreon description of every show. You will see my email address and you can use that in PayPal. And then you can also find Start Me Up on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are found. Please stop by. And you could go t- if you're gonna use the app, you go through iTunes, but you go to Apple Podcast and become a subscriber. that's free. And while you're there, please give me a review. That's free <laughs> and a rating. I need those I need those as an author too. Everybody needs them and I, I, I go after you every time for this like but I notice that every time I say it, I get new. Ratings, which I really appreciate. So thank you for for that so much. And that's it. So please now enjoy my conversation with the lovely and delightful and funny Kirsten Warren. Welcome back to the show, Kirsten. Thank you so much, Kimberly. Well, I have to say that I mean, obviously, I've been bugging you to come back on for a while. <laughs> I know you. Bugging? Been, I'm... <laughs> not bugging. Hey, do you want to? Isn't that qualified as bugging? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I I like talking to you, and part of the reason, and especially, I'm so glad that it's happening at this point because we were just talking uh, before we started recording about I'm like really burnt out and. It's like I'm going, you know, I'm trying to figure out moving forward for December. You know, Bob had said to me something like, you know, hey, I'm always available for your show. (laughs) And I haven't (laughs) had him on my show. I'm always on his show, but he's not. He hasn't really. I don't think he's been on mine or if he has. It's been so long. And so I'm trying to think of guests that even though I might come up with one that I will like, I'd love to talk to Glenn Kirshner because he's been on a few times and, and, you know, he likes to, I don't know if you know who he is, but he's, he was, uh, okay. So he's, you know, he makes everybody feel good and he's always got the, you know, the legal news and everything, but I think I'm going to save him for January because, you know, it's like, I don't know. I just, I just feel like having fun and not talking about Trump, but I'm sure Trump will come up, and some political things are yeah, going to yeah. come up. But it I mean, cannot.
0: you know what it is? Is like it's it's borderline, just like oh my goodness, PTSD. Yes, almost like yes. like or feel like we have syndrome, <laughs> yeah. long hauler syndrome COVID. Those who dealt with the whole four years, yeah, and all the trauma and the, and the squabbling with families and the divisions <laughs> and relationships. It's like oh my goodness, yeah. but yeah, I I, I kind of operate, not to those who are on the other side who don't really speak to me at with ease anymore. But yeah. I grew up as being the comforter in chief. I was the peacemaker in the family. I That's was not the surprising. One who you know, was everybody's yeah. soft place to fall. I just wanted everybody to get along. Yeah. So I don't know where I really found my roar <laughs> in 2016 <laughs> to be like, cut down my cookie. I have something to say. And but,
1: they were all shocked. Yeah.
0: It's like, just like drop-jawed shocked.
1: Wow. Well, and, and it... That's,
0: that's kind of like where, where we are now.
1: It comes off because you have um, this you know, energy that just comes through on Twitter and it's very, you have such an interesting perspective. Clearly it's creative. You have a very creative mind, but it's also you're, you know, you like you and Danny Durania. I was just going to say something like Twitter. I love Danny.
0: I know I Danny. he's yes. so
1: sweet and funny. And, and Twitter is an amazing, it can be an amazing place. I mean, people like the two of you and, and, you know, I mean, I include Kirk, your husband on this, although he has a completely different, vibe and really he's, <laughs> he's like the out I mean, like bob is always saying on, we need more <laughs> he's saying like bob always says my boyfriend we need more alpha liberals and he'll say like kirk <laughs> you know who's just well, like not was, afraid go on
0: and on and on about how they just <laughs> ruined it with the le- with, because he's like let's strong let's we are that, that yeah that guy <laughs> like, oh, I don't know if we
1: need more of that
0: guy. <laughs> like, I get it. I get it. it gets
1: no, but he's he he's funny, and he. But the thing, and it's also, you know, it's so sweet to see you guys. First of all, all three of you have your your daughter Scarlett, and you and Kirk have recently had birthdays that's like amazing Yes, november
0: you... birthdays it's an expensive month
1: I, i'm sure Starts out with me on the
0: fourth <laughs> and it's right on the heels of of, of halloween you know oh, right And yeah. and you turn around and it's the fourth. so like wow yeah and then scarlet's is the 16th and to have that was her golden birthday right she turned 16 wow. on the 16th in a pandemic not one person can come oh. to a party it was like oh my goodness what do you do yeah what do you do so i had like a swing put up in the front yard a really pretty swing a swing that would not give the house a black eye like when you drive (laughs) up you're like wow, kids you know it's like a really pretty swing yeah came from london and that's what we did and then kirk's like right it's either on thanksgiving or Mm -hmm. the day after thanksgiving so we usually celebrate on thanksgiving but we're just exhausted like and then right after the whole election cycle for the three birthdays to happen. My other daughter's (laughs) is in September, but she's in London and, you know, grown. So it's a little different than in that household. Yes. Three November birthdays. Wow.
1: Wow. So what did you do for Scarlett other than get the swing? How how does does a 16-year-old deal with that?
0: We asked her what do you want? And she said, okay, I think those drive-by things are ridiculous and humiliating <laughs> and I'll actually cry if you do that. So don't you dare do that. <laughs> so, so she laid down the, the, the law and was like, do not do that. It, right. it won't make me happy. Yeah. She says, basically, I want stuff. Um, <laughs> if if um, You know, I'll fill out a magic birthday list and we tried to make it happen. Wow. And I got a pretty dress for her and she's going to do like some You know, her her official 16th birthday photo shoot. But it can't happen until things lighten up around here a little bit. You know, I just don't want to do it where they only shoot outside in the swing and one photographer 10 feet away. And it just seemed mm-hmm. like, no, we need a makeup artist and mm-hmm. stylist, and let's wait till we can actually do it. Dude.
1: Right, 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 right. Yeah.
0: So we just kind of fulfilled her list, and she doesn't like cake, which makes it even harder. So I had to <laughs> do something with caramel apples. Who doesn't like cake? Yeah, who doesn't like cake? I don't know. I like any cake. I, I like know. cheap cake. I, me I too. Like cake, cake from a grocery store that somebody didn't come and pick up happy birthday Paula! I'll take it and I love
1: it you know the two dollar cake yeah no me too I mean all cake it's delicious I love it but if you mash
0: it into really good vanilla ice cream any kind of cake you know is just amazing
1: yes absolutely which of course I can't I can't have traditional ice cream because it has dairy but I can have all the pretend ice creams which are just as delicious so
0: yeah sometimes I got pretend eggnog just
1: as oh yeah you know what how is that
0: I don't I guess fine I finished it all myself. <laughs> I don't
1: does have it, any complaints. Does it taste Does it taste like real eggnog? Uh uh-huh. I think so. Wow, cuz I've never I've always seen it and I just have thought, I don't know about that. Not that it's like, okay, it's not going to crush me if I buy it. And I, you know, it's not yeah. like it's going to break the bank. No, I, but.
0: Have, I have just eaten my, my body weight in holiday <laughs> snacks just in the past month alone. And it's like, I don't care, except I will not weigh myself. I'm not right. aware of myself. Me neither. But, me neither. But like, this is a pandemic. Okay. <laughs> I'm not a raging alcoholic. I don't beat my child. <laughs> I, I gotta have something. Give me something. I have some <laughs> outlet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, everybody, everybody on my podcast who listens knows that um, I've recently started, I've changed the way, I, I've complained to you privately about my battle with menopause weight and everything. And so uh, while I was at my mom's house, she, she eats a little bit differently. In fact, she had, she has certain food allergies that gave her discomfort. So at some point years ago, she basically just cut everything out and then added one thing in and, you know, tested to see how do I feel with this? And, you know, mm-hmm. she eventually came to the conclusion she can't eat X, Y, and Z. And so most of her diet is whole foods. What, and
0: What's her X, Y, and Z? I'm uh, just
1: curious. Soy. Soy and milk are the big ones, but, or any kind of dairy product. She can't have soy or dairy product. It makes her feel really shitty. And um, I think if she has gluten, she cuts she just like me, she cuts out gluten for the most part, but not because it makes us feel it, you, like i I was under the mistaken impression because I think it was like two Thanksgivings ago I tried to cut out gluten. I thought, okay, I'm gonna cut it out. and then I accidentally ate some, and I felt really crappy. It was like I was plugged into a uh, to an outlet and electricity was going through my body, and I attributed that feeling to oh, I had cut out gluten, and then I put it back in, and I felt like shit, and then, so at some point later, I, I once again accidentally had gluten, and I felt fine, so I thought, okay, well, I probably don't have an issue with gluten, but I know that one of the things that it's inflammatory, so, uh, I, I figure I cut it out for the most part, but I don't cut it out and that's what my mom does. So she doesn't always yeah, have eat, gluten. She doesn't
0: do gluten. She doesn't do dairy and And
1: soy. Else? Soy. And She'll soy. have gluten I don't do sugar.
0: I try not yeah, to. Yeah, me neither And now. lately <laughs> I've been eating all sugar. And I know it's bad. It's my dysfunctional relationship. It's yeah. my bad boyfriend who went to right. prison. But, oh, my God, he's hot. It's <laughs> sugar. Like, I, I love sugar. And the moment I go off it and I get through the three days of withdrawal, yeah. you know, where you just feel horrible. But beyond that, then I feel amazing it's so i do know it's sugar sugar's a big big deal yeah but really hard it's it's, hard to break up with sugar
1: it's hard to break up with and and so i've cut out during this uh time covid whatever since i've seen my mom because what she she was recommending you know just not having anything processed like overly processed because there's heavily processed foods and then there's non-heavily processed like so like if you you could have frozen berries that is a form of like processed foods but it's it's huh. like if you fr- freeze berries on your own, that's a form of a, like a processed food. But by obviously- the way, what
0: Scarlett told me, I made her a smoothie the other day with uh-huh. only. Fruit that was on the counter, mm-hmm. and she returned it to me and said it had the consistency of vomit. It <laughs> needs to be frozen. And I'm so sorry. That just makes complete sense. You have
1: to have frozen berries. <laughs> she handed like, her this like warm puddle. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs>
0: yeah, um, she's like, I'll go back to sociology now with my cup of vomit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: my cup of vomit. Oh my god. Well, uh, you know, it's like I'm I'm trying so hard now just to enjoy the whole foods you know and stuff that's organic organic fruits or organic um what is that quinoa anything mm-hmm. I can find organic I'll do organic and then and I have to say it's amazing and I don't have sugar either the only thing that I, I started incorporating monk fruit have you heard of that uh huh. I have. So I found some that's like got the consistency of sugar, and it's pretty much. It's a little sweeter than sugar, so I put like a tablespoon in my coffee, and it's perfect. But um,
0: interesting. I'm gonna try
1: that. And I really liked it. I mean, I found one. It was like a powdered sugar monk fruit. Actually, I'll send you when we're done this. I'll take a picture of what I have and the one that's like granulated regular sugar. And it's fantastic. And I like it more because the powdered sugar left a little bit of an aftertaste. And this one really doesn't so much. But I only put it in my coffee and I don't really use it for anything else. And I don't have sugar either. But since I've s- started doing this, I eat more fruits and vegetables now. And I'm just, you know, I'm, I used to do this a long time ago and I got way off track. So now I'm like back on track and I'm being yeah. more healthy. And I have to say... My skin has cleared up so much. In fact, my neck, before I started this whole thing, my neck was filled with tiny little red bumps, just so many of them, and the the consistency of my skin on my face specifically, it was just kind of, I don't know, dull, and now- Oh, diet can do that, absolutely.
0: Yeah, and so like yeah, my, my yeah, pores yeah, yeah, yeah. are
1: smaller now, and my neck has cleared up, so I do, I feel lighter, um- I don't I'm not meaning weight wise just I feel like lighter Yeah, you feel general. lighter yeah. I,
0: I stopped eating a lot of white yes stuff, yeah rice pasta yeah. potatoes but but I can't do it during the birthday months no, I mean, no, no, you're really no, gonna no. have your child yeah. turn 16 and like no sugar Kirk's birthday I make this traditional birthday cake from his bakery in the Bronx Egidio's mm. uh, some Italian bakery and it was a birthday cake he used to have every year and he never Like you can't get it out here. Yeah. It's a, it's like a, it's a kind of a yellow sponge cake with layers of chocolate and vanilla custards. So you have Mm. to make custard. It's not so sweet, but it's so yummy. So one year back when I had my, uh, some series I was on and an actual assistant, I didn't know what to get him. And I, and it was newer in the relationship where you want to like shower with mm-hmm, gifts, like, you mm-hmm. know, how can I make their dreams true? <laughs> and I couldn't, there was nothing I could buy him that he didn't have or wouldn't yeah. purchase or that would m- make the day. So I sent my assistant on a, so stupid, on a, <laughs> an overnight jet blue flight wow. ah, like, like, to the bakery. Oh my God pick up the cake and come back and that was his birthday present and i did like a treasure hunt it ended up back at my refrigerator
1: <laughs> wow that's but amazing that's how much
0: he loves the cake and we're yeah. still eating it so but, mm. but how am i supposed to like no no, no yeah well, that's, i don't want right. to eat right
1: you have to and you know the funny thing is is i mean granted we've, we're in quarantine i'm not going anywhere for um thanksgiving or christmas so there's no i don't have to I, like i'm not there's no reason to splurge you know what I mean? Like I don't uh-huh. care. I just don't care. I mean I made a I made a nice dinner for us on Thanksgiving, but it, it wasn't like the traditional dinner. But and, and Bob is also careful. I'm and I'm sure Kirk is careful about what he eats too in, in general. <laughs> but <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, uh, oh, I won't say. Kind, but, um... kind
0: of no, no. It depends on what time of day. Sometimes he acts careful and gives you that whole, my body's my temple. But then there are four empty onion packages and a Coke Zero. I'm <laughs> going to circle back around to body is what kind of temple? <laughs>
1: um, I-, I have to say, though. I did enjoy back in the day. I haven't had them for a while, but I was a fan of the Funyuns. <laughs>
0: well, it was a gift. His, his, one of his oldest friends, you know, and I don't mean like Methuselah, I mean like, you know, he's known forever, sent him a giant box <laughs> filled with packages of Funyuns. So it was kind of funny. That's funny. And and then candy. So I think he kind of feels beholden
1: to show that he's
0: enjoying it, like right.
1: eating them. Right. Well, um, and why not? Yeah, like, yeah, no, but it's you like know? the whole thing is is like enjoy – it's like, you know, I, I, I and I'm sorry for everybody listening and I'm pre- repeating myself, but I saw this woman on YouTube and she would do all these fitness challenges and everything. And one of her things was like, don't be afraid of food. And my whole life, I have been afraid of certain foods, whether I've eaten them or not. They have always been like. Oh. And so I just decided now I'm not going to be afraid of anything. I was afraid of good foods. I was afraid of good fats like olive oil and uh, and avocado. avocado. I was afraid of yes, fat. Yeah. I was afraid of. You know, cake. I was afraid of all of it, but I w- and so I have, I've had this really fucked up relationship with food, and so I just kind of decided I'm not going to be afraid of anything. I'm going to eat the olive oil. I'm gonna, but I'm going to do it where I don't combine it with the white stuff, and and I'm just gonna live. And then occasionally when you know cakes come into my sphere i'm gonna eat them and i'm not gonna f- be afraid of them so that's,
0: that's very yeah. smart and it's the way to live i think
1: well i figured it out at 52 so mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like yeah. i mean it's that's true taken though, a long that time.
0: menopausal body that's a bear of yeah. a problem to deal with because what you used to be able to do then yeah. suddenly it's like if you so much as Look at the mm-hmm. food you're wearing ten extra pounds,
1: and then people say to you, "Oh, shocking. just, just cut the like, calories."
0: What, what, what happened?
1: Yeah, people will just go, "Oh, just exercise more or cut the calories." It's like no, that doesn't work, and uh, you know, no. I was I And was...
0: running then just raises your stress cortisol yes. levels, and then you're like freaked out, and your body starts storing more. Yes, I mean that's Kirk, Kirk's thing because he really does work out like a demon. Yeah, you know, it's like and it's it's crazy. He asked me to like if I want to go run up. Whatever hill he does with him one day. Like, no, <laughs> no. You knew the answer to that. He's like, babe, I could train you. I'm like, you could. Like, no, you won't. <laughs> Things that won't happen. I mean, you don't do that. I had a, my ex one time try to teach me how to ski, worst day of my life. Wow. I'm athletic. I yeah. could ski. But he decided to take me down some black diamond hill the oh first God. day, probably to show me how he could do it. Right. You know? and wow. i'm like sliding and crying and throwing one ski at him and i didn't speak to him for the rest of the weekend cause i got scared you know that feeling when you're going down I don't know if you've skied but you're going downhill and that yeah. feeling if you don't know if you have control and yeah. you're just whizzing down the hill horrible i
1: never made it that far the only time i went skiing oh i wish i could remember the name of it because you probably know it it's 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 one of the places that people go in California to ski, Snow Summit or oh, something Snow like Summit. that. It's Probably Snow it was probably Snow Summit. This is
0: Summit. where that horror happened. I think. <laughs> I think it happened at Snow Summit. It's I, a big idea.
1: Yeah, and I was with my girlfriend. I was probably ten, and I, you know, we weren't even on a hill. I just had my skates on, <laughs> and I, I ran into a haystack. And so of course at like the front of the screen. <laughs> That's okay. You can laugh. I ran into the haystack that was like, How am I gonna fall? I didn't know how to fall and I think I fell. And then I was like, That's it, I don't like skiing and so I didn't you know, I mean I just stayed where yeah. it where it was yeah. flat and pushed myself around until the day was over. But I, I'm not I'm I'm not uh, very good at sports or anything. The only thing that and I can I love do athletics. well is I love it. I will
0: ski. I like to ski. I can get up and go, <laughs> but I hate that culture of you right. gotta be first one out on the hill and you're all aggressive. And then I ACL when some I'm on a medium blue black hill, I can ski, but some poor girl couldn't and sliced (laughs) right onto one of my skis. And the bindings didn't release and wrenched my knee and they bring the toboggan up. And I had to like lay there in emergency with my like reindeer underpants. I just felt so (laughs) stupid. Yeah. And then our friends who came along with us, just good friends, they mistakenly called her my mother," and then <laughs> she was mad for the rest of the weekend, and I'm like needing surgery, which <laughs> horrible so wow. I'm like, I don'tski well, see life. that's
1: why I'm afraid of of skiing is the surgery thing <laughs> yeah, like, I
0: don't no, wanna have I just to deal rehabilitated with surgery my knee by myself I did not not by myself, but I mean, I didn't do surgery. I opted out of that I'm like, I'm not a professional basketball player, right. I don't need yeah. my knee for that. I just need it to work right. and be fine and i'm fine <laughs> I'm glad I
1: didn't. <laughs> Well, You're I do. I'm. I'm surprisingly. I learned as an adult that I'm really good at bowling, but I can't bowl because it was funny. My girlfriend and I were. We went to this party one year, and it was a charity bowling thing, and we were playing with people in a league. And I got the highest score, or or the Ooh. best score, and I was kicking ass. I was doing so well, and then I threw my back out because I have a recurring back issue. And then the next game we played, I got the lowest score. And then I think I tried bowling one other time and I threw my back out again. And I'm like, I just can't do this because
0: you were injured. It's the way you swing back. I'm that yeah. way with golf. I can't backswing. I can't get my back to twist that way. It doesn't yeah. like it. I Even though I'm a gymnast, golf. ex-gymnast can do a back bend, but somehow wow. golf, the way it, the torquing and the twist of it. Yeah. No, I'm a ringer at foosball. <laughs> I am crazy good those kinds really? where you just hear that
1: <laughs> yeah that yeah
0: sound and, and people stand there scared like what just happened they didn't even <laughs> see it you know yeah that's me wow uh, something i i uh, yeah 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 so i always want a foosball table and Kirk never wants to play me because i can just
1: because <laughs> you'll kick his butt <laughs> trounce him and he just doesn't like evidence
0: of that anywhere in yeah. the world So, <laughs> Aww, I, awesome. yeah, no i honestly it's like do you have to win at everything you can be like yes <laughs> so, that's how the relationship works oh i let like pretend that's you so know funny.
1: Oh. Well, okay, now yeah. I just need to ask you and I also want to clarify something. Not yeah. that everybody on my podcast is like overly concerned, but your cat Ripley is so awesome and I mean she's so funny because first of all, she totally reminds me of you. Like she's she you know, looks like you
0: somebody else has said that. Like a cat looks like you, and I, I don't know why or how, but a lot of people have said that.
1: I think it's 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 first of all, she's very beautiful and she's so cute, and she's got this attitude. You know what I mean? She's got this like do not mess with me attitude. That there's that one picture you have of her in the tree. And she's looking at the camera like, oh, like she's got this crazed look on her face, and yeah, she's she so, is so funny.
0: Too, she gets expressions that you yes. don't normally see in yeah. a cat, which yeah. is weird. Like she's animated or right. something, and maybe that's maybe that's the, the the line to me. You know, we're just animated goofballs, you know, idiots <laughs> with no village
1: or something. Ripley, <laughs> but no, yeah, and, I
0: love I love the cat.
1: And what is her breed?
0: She's a Bengal. Bengal. Ripley
1: karoo Caru Karu I see. Her <laughs> Karu yeah. I see. Though that sometimes people give you shit because she's a breed. They do.
0: Kirk's, Kirk's political friends give me right. shit through him. Like, My mm-hmm. your wife and her cat pictures. Yeah. You know. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? People. Like a good cat picture. It's <laughs> it's just a nice break. What do you want to do? Talk about Trump some more? I mean, I I really need the break.
1: Sometimes. Yeah, but That's, I mean, but I think I just that, do it to
0: please myself.
1: But the thing is, is that you explained the reason why you chose that breed is because yes, you have I a do. Dog. I do
0: get crap for buying like you bought that. You yeah. know how much? What well, you
1: you get? You're supposed right. to
0: adopt, not shop. Yes, we did that with our dog. Our yeah. poor little dog came from a dog-fighting family oh. and was small, mm-hmm. and so he was abandoned at the park. And the, oh. the man, like, left his 12-year-old to dump the dog while he kept the car running. Oh, my God. And little Dutchie was, like, trying desperately to get back into this car where his life was hell, as oh. I just found out from people at that dog park that knew this. Yeah. They had... Bunch of dog fighting dogs. So the little puppy could only eat what he could get and he didn't get that much. Yeah. He was like eight months old. Oh. So he's got food issues. Mm-hmm. He's super aggressive. Mm-hmm. He will snarl at you for your, you know, whatever's on your plate if you let him near it. Mm-hmm. So you have to make sure that whatever cat you brought into your mm-hmm. life and when the pandemic hit and scarlet had a meltdown one night we just realized we needed a project like a mm-hmm. family project mm-hmm. we needed something so she's like an essential kitten we call her Aww. we went to go get her but they think they're big big cats yeah a bengal and they are not uh scared of a dog you know so <laughs> she doesn't care she just walks right up to him and he's so freaked out and she's like really and she'll she'll do her papal blessing put her paw spread out with all her claws on his muzzle and be like calm yourself like she just has this superpower that's so funny it's pretty funny but that's why you know we went looking for who could deal with this dog and we wanted a happy home life. I mean, yeah. I, a smaller domestic, short hair cat that we would have gotten at a rescue mm-hmm. would be scared mm-hmm. of Dutchie yeah. and would scratch him immediately in the eye, yeah. and then he'd probably kill her. Right. And I didn't want anything murdered in my house. <laughs> yeah. You know, So who could handle this? Right. Yeah, you get a lot of grief, but there's you'll learn this with pets. Parents learn this all the time. You can never do anything completely right for everybody. No, you're always doing something wrong. I didn't breastfeed Scarlett. I was going back to work. I was on Desperate Housewives and I wanted someone to be able to do that without worrying that I didn't get out of there for 18 hours Mm -hmm. or what have you. So I handed her a bottle and we're in Gelson's. And some woman comes up to me. She goes, You know, breastfeeding is best for that baby. And I go, Well, you know, we're not really sure we're going to keep her. So
1: Oh my God! That's the best answer. <laughs> the look on her face,
0: like just like, cause it's like I don't have to explain myself I know. after that. Like, I left yeah. her, like forty minutes later in line, I could steal her, see some wheels like <laughs> twirling
1: in her head, like what? <laughs> like
0: we're just not sure. Oh my. It's just a well, my mother. Situation. My
1: mother didn't breastfed me. Br- breastfeed me either. So. I guess I'm okay. <laughs> I don't know. I know maybe I didn't
0: either, but maybe that explains a lot. I don't know. <laughs> All I know is that Scarlett was, you know, off yeah. the charts healthy, and I just, I just didn't. I think that if it works for you and it's easy, fantastic. Mm-hmm. But yeah. there are really legitimate reasons for not to, and I just think that people need to kind of leave mothers alone.
1: Yeah, of course, but Let everybody's got their it, Everybody's you know? got a shit on your, you know. It's like when you know Bob is. uh self-described nerd you know he likes all of like superman and batman and all and he's got all the shit in his office he's got so many i don't know what the correct term is that probably i mean that basically they're i mean he has some things like literal toys that were the kinds of toys that he had when he was a little kid and he's replaced them but then he has like these really i think he has like a golem that's probably three feet tall he just got the new mandalorian baby yoda thing i know what you're talking about yeah i know what you're talking about so he's, about, all he's got things. all the i mean he's, and yeah toys. and he's got uh-huh. like displays and lights for the displays and everything and um <laughs> so but when he talks about going online and you know wanting to go to some of these i don't know what they're called chat rooms discussion rooms it's just it's kind of like politics where god forbid you know oh i liked this superman you're fucking crazy and then they go they they <laughs> take a dump on it's like you can't even enjoy a fun little yeah. movie Without somebody yeah. screaming at you like you're doing something wrong, and I mean, I don't have, I only deal in politics online for the most part, or or I go over to YouTube and I just got I get lost in rabbit holes, but I don't argue with people over there. I just listen to, whatever video I'm going to listen to or watch it, and then move on to the next. But. I can't. It's like it's so stupid when I see people if they're like, "Oh, I really love this song," and then someone has to come in and shit on it. It's like
0: if you, you don't know, like, like this song, t- and, I mean, heaven forbid you actually engage in top ten lists. You know? <laughs> <I> <laughs> like, but it was my favorite movie. Why I thought you asked? I thought you asked what my favorite. Like, but that's the wrong answer. Apparently.
1: Yeah, I know I mean, it's I the don't wrong care answer. Care if you
0: don't like Love Actually? I could watch it every.
1: My <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um okay uh, wait i need to ask you i saw on imdb i think that you speak russian i speak an in intermediate russian losing it by the day because i don't yeah, yeah. use
0: it as much as i should but yeah when i was i i took it seriously for a while so i like to go to you know Izvestia online and mm-hmm. kind of like read the newspaper there wow. to see if i can I have a limited vocabulary, like I can't argue politics, mm-hmm. but I can usually get the gist of, I can read it and write it, and it just kind of keeps your mind, you know how they recommend like Sudoku yes. puzzles for the elderly? Mm-hmm. That's what yes. language pursuits are for me. It like keeps my mind working on something other than Twitter politics, right. my husband and daughter eating correctly, and you <laughs> yeah. know. It's it's just something else and I'm fascinated by it. Kind of a Russophile.
1: That's so love that's so interesting. I mean I lived there in uh 81, 82, because my dad was an ABC news cameraman and so I had the experience of living in com- communist Russia. What city? In what Moscow, city? Moscow. Moscow. So uh we I loved Saint Petersburg, but they say whatever one you there. land
0: in first is usually the one you love. I
1: don't Well, I either. can't say that I loved it because it was I mean I loved that well, I had communist the experience. Russia is
0: different than the way it would be. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly, and and it decades. was very much a police state. And my, you know, I mean, there was one day where there was a couple incidences. One, I was not there for. My father actually accidentally hit a woman while he was driving because they have in Moscow. I, I imagine they have it in other places in Russia, but they have like um, little not tunnels, but I don't know what you would call them, but like underground walkways. Because there's the street under the
0: bridge, like the walkway above and then you walk underneath. Yeah, but
1: it's underneath the street. So it's like underground oh, okay. yeah. so that you can cross the street underground because some of the their streets are huge. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it was in the middle of the night and the woman was drunk and she was wearing dark clothing and my dad didn't see her. And fortunately, everything was fine. She lived and my dad was freaking out. But, um I mean, f- for the fact that he he didn't want her to be hurt, but then he was also thinking, mm-hmm. "Am I going to die in Siberia in some like forgotten prison in Siberia?" but right, fortunately, right. somebody came to his aid, and I can't remember I think it was a couple of onlookers but um, and then there was this other time that my dad was driving me to get I was twelve, and so I, I needed some kind of shot for some reason or some some medical issue, so we were going we were driving to the doctor and I don't know why he did it. There was this car, and I think it was like a circle. There was, I don't know what they're called, but it was some kind of a circle thing, and there was this car like right in the middle, and my father just like hits it. I, um, I saw it up, uh, him approaching, and I'm thinking, he's surely going to turn. And then, boom, we hit the car. And it turned out to be a Russian official's car and so oh,
0: like you do yeah Sorry. And so,
1: <laughs> whoopsie so uh we mm-hmm. were detained for hours and hours and questioned and then you know there was this other thing that uh, again i missed and i was so bummed because i absolutely loved and adored the school that i went to it was an it was anglo-american school but there were 80 different nationalities So there's like all these kids from all over the world and so yeah i hear about those international
0: schools those are quite the place they are it was awesome school in japan yeah
1: just awesome Um, But the school trip was going to be to Bukhara, Tashkent, and some other place that I can't remember. And I loved that school. I loved everybody in my school. And I was so desperate to go. I I couldn't wait. And then the morning that I was getting ready, now normally I was the kid that would lie about being sick so I could stay home. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, I don't feel good. And I just didn't want to go to school. And I would lie. And so anyway, my father is like, I don't know, he could tell something was up. And I I guess I wasn't feeling well, but I didn't even really notice because I so desperately wanted to go on this trip. He's like, come here. And he feels my head, and I had a fever, and he's like, you're not going anywhere. So I had to stay home. And it turns out that on the way back, uh, one of the kids had pushed – there was some pamphlet in the airport. I believe Brezhnev was the president. I think that's who it was. But either way, whoever was the president, some kid had defaced him by pushing their thumb through his face. And, you know, for like six or seven hours – the entire oh, class goodness. was detained. I mean, these were freaking 12-year-old kids. Yeah, I know. I
0: know. It's, just I know. it's the, rough.
1: It's The Soviet rough. government um, is just so lame.
0: <laughs> I like the sound of the language somehow. It sounds to me like English being pulled out of you backwards. Interesting. Like, I don't know if... Like, to me, okay, so I had, like, a driver to the airport one time. Back when there was work. And they would <laughs> drive you, you know, to the airport. Remember that? Uh, um nostalgia. <laughs> um so the driver's driving me to the airport and he's Russian and so I'm kind of, you know, like saying what I know and, and I love to practice on him. And he said he um he he liked my accent and we were talking and he's like mm-hmm. you know? And uh he wanted to know why I why I understood Russian. And I hmm. told him I was born wow. in an orphanage in Moscow. <laughs> you know, <I'm> like, <laughs> I spin this huge yarn, and I was adopted by an oh American my God. couple. And, That's so funny. And the look on his face, and he looks in the rearview mirror, and he's like, Right true is that true and i'm like no but it makes for a good story doesn't it and then we laugh. you have a very good friends and friends on facebook
1: you have a very good (laughs) accent you know i have. it
0: sounds to me like it like english being drawn out to me it sounds round
1: It's it's like has a round sound to it to me like old like Oh, you! I don't know. I can't. My well, Russian teacher talk kind of
0: in the front part, front, yes. front part of their mouth up up there, and they always sound angry. You
1: know. <laughs> well, but the women. You know I, like? I always loved listening to women on the on the bus because you'd have two women sitting next to each other. Me, like I'd be behind them or something, and they would talk. I, I'm not going to speak Russian because I can't. You speak way more. I, I have a few words that I can say, and then I don't remember anything. I I never mm-hmm. sp- spoke fluently. I only. Spoke enough to get around town, but um, I would listen to these women, and they would speak so softly, and it's like, like they would talk, and they would, and it was like this soft little way of talking, and I, I, I was always fascinated listening to them. But my Russian teacher, her name was Renata Maximovich and she, she told me that I had a perfect rec- Russian accent, and but she was nice. so funny because she would always come over, and like my stepmom would kind of hover for a little bit, you know, she'd. She'd set us up, you know, get us something to drink or whatever, and then she'd go off in the other room. And as soon as my stepmother would go in the other room, my Russian teacher was like, Oh, do you have any sweet snacks? And it's like she would she would want me to pull out whatever <laughs> sweets for her. And it was just so funny. But I I I loved I loved that experience. But I mean it was just obviously it was a um even though I I was privileged and I explained, you know, I like
0: the Russian food. Did you like the food? Um,
1: yes and no. I mean, basically what we did, we didn't go out very often for food and we didn't, we didn't have, we had more of an authentic Russian experience than some of my friends who, whose parents were diplomats and had access to the Russian commissary, which we did not. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we could go to the Russian, um, I can't remember what it was just so you could get like hamburgers there, but they were prepared by Russians and it kind of had a Russian slant on the American foods. But then there was like the commissary where you could literally buy Snickers and Pepsi and Coke. And although they did have Coke in Russia, they had Coke and they had Orange Fanta. And Mm. but but I I got like I had the cream is different, like the sour cream and the ice cream there's a different, yeah, but it's good, yeah, and I loved it, it was, I, I, I grew to love it, and then I really also liked the sour cream, and, um, but, you know, I mean, I, I had been to a few restaurants, but most of the time, we would shop at the uh, open air market, and so my stepmother and father are both, you know, cooks, and so, you know, what, they would just prepare whatever, from the food that we bought so and then
0: a lot when we I was would, in St. Petersburg I went to one of those open-air markets and bought in the that you can buy seeds to uh-huh. grow whatever you want flowers and stuff but uh-huh. in these huge burlap bags were these tiny little placards that were painted uh, with a picture of the flower that hmm. it would grow into oh, how cool. and I was so taken by them that yeah. I have about 42 <sighs> I wanted to buy their placards and then arrange yeah. them in a big picture and I have that in my in my dining room
1: oh that's so cool
0: that is awesome yeah like with somebody's guy it's like it's like found art or you know it's like yeah. it's like no 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 it's so cute because it's the farmer's grandson or granddaughter that right. painted these images and they're so sweet and then wow. I brought them here brought them home and then had them you know custom framed and um, where I, I I don't know what it is about the Russian thing. They they, they say before you learn a language, you should really love it because Mm -hmm. it takes a lot of time Mm -hmm. to learn it. And there's just something about, you know, the Russian. Maybe it's the gymnastics, Mm -hmm. the the romance of the old-fashioned Eastern Bloc countries dominating Mm -hmm. the sport. I don't know. Loved it.
1: What took you to St. Petersburg?
0: I went on my so-called honeymoon with my ex.
1: Oh, wow. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, And I, we
0: laughed. Like, I could never take Kirk. Kirk. They would think that he's, like, some Chechen rebel or shoot <laughs> him or something. <Aww. laughs> we, we were going to go. But uh, it, it wasn't, like, right away. It was a couple years in because hmm. I've just been interested in all things Russian for yeah. a long,
1: long time. That's so fascinating. Um, yeah. Okay, so I want to get to this part now because you talked about or on saturday i think it was saturday so was amy vernon said she was gonna watch oh yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah, By Centennial Man. Centennial Man. yeah. Uh-huh. and you're in she it asked if i would be a part of it and yes. I, i'm in it and she said hey do you want to join us i was like i have not seen it since the night i sat there at the premiere and watched it really wow. and then i can't bring myself to watch it before without yeah. the group support this help right just because of the loss of robin right. and everything and he just made such an impact In my life. I just adored that man. That's what I want to. Well, first
1: of all, I just want to say I've never seen that movie. Bob has seen it. I mean, I know when Robin Williams died, I don't believe I knew Bob at that point, but he has told me how much his death impacted him. I mean, he never met him or anything, but just Mm -hmm. just loved him so much. And I mean, of course, it, it impacted all of us. But I know Bob took it especially hard. Um, but you were telling some stories. I, I want to hear the stories that you were talking about. First of all, you said he had complained only to you, or not? he he didn't complain to anyone, that you saw that his ankles were bleeding from, from the okay, outfit. Okay, yeah, the
0: unitard suit, because like, you have more of a pit crew building those costumes, like dressing you every day, mm-hmm. not wardrobe. Like normally actors, right, you go to right, your trailer, right. your wardrobe's hanging there, but to dress us, We would come in this unitard that we had in our trailer. And then you'd stand in this kind of open air tent and Robin and I would get assembled together, like with a pit crew, Mm -hmm. you know, and then like with power tools and put you in this whole process would take about an hour and a half to two hours. They got it down to an hour and a half, but the first day, almost three hours, you know, it's just like this piece doesn't move like that and horrible and it's you kind of have to talk yourself out of an emotional tree. You cannot yeah. be claustrophobic. Yeah. Even after a while, you're like, I can't get out of this right now. Yeah, It will take a gesture, cutting the roll on the tape, someone walking over and with your team, mm-hmm. taking your head off so you can breathe. You know, so it's, it was weird. Um, but cumbersome and yeah. heavy and hard to walk in. Mm-hmm. And Robin would never said a word of complaint about it. I know Steve Johnson, the special effects guy, has written a book and said how much Robin hated the suit and was awful Mm -hmm. about the suit and didn't like the suit. I I haven't read the book. Um, But that's not what I found. I had his wardrobe people say, look, his ankles were bleeding and you won't hear him complain yeah and that's true all day the only thing i ever heard was him trying to entertain us he's always worried about someone else and i was such low man on the totem pole you know i didn't Mm -hmm. come with any power i'm not the person anybody above the title kind of Mm -hmm. actor and he was so concerned that i get to go home for mother's day to see misty because first of all he couldn't believe that i was a mother and then we laughed at he I was like, Yeah, she she's I had her when I was fifteen and she hates her name. Her name's Misty. Misty dawn Aww. And I'm like, but I was fifteen years old, Robin. Yeah. She's lucky her name's not Hello Kitty. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, and he laughed so hard. And like I said, Aww. he's always he told me that was possibly the funniest thing he'd ever heard. And <laughs> even on the day, I mean I I that's Robin Williams. I doubt it was the funniest thing he'd ever heard, but the fact that he wanted to, tell me that it was the funny. thing it was a it was like a missionary act Yeah, it was so nice he was so nice to me so gracious so funny and uh we would just play jokes on the on the crew one day when we're dancing under the golden gate bridge he said after they cut let's just take off running in the opposite direction and watch (laughs) them all come after us because those suits were expensive you know they are hundreds of thousands of dollars down the drain and weeks behind, you know? So, so he takes my hand and we start lurching, you know, and those things running and we're laughing because (laughs) it's so funny, but we can't breathe. (laughs) And and he's like, look, look, here they come. All the video (laughs) village, you know, all of like Chris Columbus and all that, but every single crew person's like, Oh my God, get them. They, they can't see, they're going to fall off a cliff. Oh my God. That's so funny. Funniest, Funny, funny, funny. And so, That's you, a, like I, did you I, worked
1: I, with him every day?
0: Every day that I, most of my scenes, of course, were with him. Mm-hmm. So when I worked, I was there. And there's one scene where he takes out my personality chip because he's so annoyed because I'm just so perky and so happy, and he's just like, ah, ah. you know. So he, he, he longs for that, you know, for the reality that he yeah. has, that soul, kind of that, that sentient being. He takes out my personality chip, and then I'm just an asshole. And it's really funny. And That's when I do so that cool. scene with Oliver Platt,
1: who I love, like
0: Rupert, yeah, I love him too. Oh my yeah. goodness, he tells the funniest stories. Um, I'm just throwing stuff around, you know, and it's like, and glaring at him if he's like, hey, 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 easy. I'm like, what? You know, I'm just sick of doing what you wanted. So funny. I can, to this day, hear Robin laughing and mimicking <laughs> my gesture of when I'm like pointing really angrily I see that and I hear that and I know it's not in the movie of him laughing right. off screen at that but the fact that he hung around because he wasn't in that scene and just watched and laughed hmm. that's the gift that's like something you keep forever yeah, like, I think the best validated feeling of like wow Robin Robin loved that and thought it was so yeah. cute. so
1: I was kind of performing for him Aww. he's so cute so, okay, yeah. now did you work, because I, John Michael Higgins was my acting teacher, and I saw that he was in that film. Did you work with him?
0: Uh, no, no, it was only Oliver and, and Robin, How and fun. then and, and Beth, then when, when they get unplugged in the final, final scene, when I say one is glad to be of service. That whole um, human upgrade for me, for Galatea, was Robin's idea, too. Hmm. My face wouldn't have even been seen when I auditioned for it. I'm not really sure they knew quite what the robots were going to look like, Yeah, you know? And so that maybe I would have just been me like Mm -hmm. an interactive robot. Just like this. Yeah. Um, but then we ended up with these big kind of, I thought they were a little toaster 1950s toaster
1: looking, (laughs) Yeah. you know,
0: (laughs) I I thought they could have been cooler, but that's, you know, um, but I know he wanted me to be seen in it. So he was, Aww. after he was like, Alatea should have the upgrade and be the nurse in the final scene. So it was just really sweet of him yeah. to always be looking out yeah. for what would actually help you, make you happy, and make everything better. And we were great fun i mean so much of that stuff is improv that yeah. we just you know sucks to be you that was just <laughs> all fun
1: playing with him and that's, wow, what he brought that's so out. cool did you ever just out of curiosity did you ever work with vince vaughn with who with vince, vince vaughn and yeah
0: okay okay um <laughs> indirectly not on a show but he was do- doing a movie called Domestic Disturbance with Steve Buscemi down in Wilmington when I was down there doing Divine Secrets of the Is mm-hmm. Sisterhood with Ashley Judd and Callie Corey and and Sandra Bullock and all that. Mm-hmm. So for, I think Ashley used to date Vince Vaughn like many, 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 many moons ago or they were mm-hmm. just super friendly. I don't know. But he ended up, and this is when she was engaged to Dario Franchitti, the
1: yes players, right? Right, right so right. we're
0: all together and for her birthday all ashley wanted to do because she's just like a, a parlor game that's her thing mm-hmm. she loves it she's that yeah. so we all had to come over and play running charades <laughs> and vince vaughn was on another team and as we were running down to get the he plays dirty and as we were running down to get the clue, he really just physically picked me up and threw me over the couch so that I'd be about twenty steps behind. Wow! Him. Yeah.
1: What so a dick. He's well, and uh, the reason I ask you—I mean, just out of the blue—but I've told this story before, I'm sure. But my experience with him was: Did you see the movie Swingers? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So I don't remember if I told you the story before. So if I did, stop me on the last show. Okay. I don't remember. But I basically lived that life. I was the, the female my girlfriend and I were the female versions of the guys because we were both actors. We went to the exact same nightclubs. I lived at the Derby all the time I was at the Derby. But I would go oh, to the yeah. okay. I would go to the Dresden and I went to um there were other other and like there was the party in the movie Swingers that I, I, I've been to that party so many different times. So anyway <coughs> excuse me, uh I didn't know Vince was an actor and I would see him in the derby all the time. So he was tall and he was definitely in, you know, back in like the nineties, I guess it was like early to midnight, it was like mid nineties. And he was like that type. He was the type of guy that I went for. Plus he's like, you know, I'm six feet tall. He's six foot four. He's super tall. Yeah, yeah he's really And tall. so I would see him all the time. And I would just like I wanted to talk to him and I didn't know who who he was or anything. And then it was funny because this guy this other guy who he, we kind of went out and it didn't work. But anyway, he was the uh, he was just like the doorman and he and he was very handsome. He came over to me, he saw me just like looking at Vince and he's like, his name is Vince. <laughs> it's like, so uh, <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> like it was lying. so Why obvious. <laughs> it was so obvious that I was just like, you know, my jaw was on the floor every time. He would. Pop. So my girlfriend decided she was sick and tired of me ogling him from afar. And she calls him over. She goes, Vince, come here, come here. So Vince swaggers over And he, Mm -hmm. you know, my back is to the bar and he's standing right in front of me and she goes, so Vince, what do you do for a living? And he goes, I'm an actor. And she goes, oh my God, what a coincidence. So is Kimberly. And then this goes on for a minute or two where he's, Mm -hmm. you know, he's like, okay, I get it. So he literally, he puts both hands on either side of me against the bar, gets right up into my face and he goes, oh, I get it. You like me. And then he walked away what
0: a fucking dick such a dick I, I, he's, he's <laughs> what i called him i mean i know that okay because ashley was formally either going out with him or whatever their situation was we'd have these group get togethers yeah he would come to the table and he so enjoyed like the attention yeah and i would I'm call sure. him the constant auditioner like like you got whatever you're doing you got the job you just it just yeah. seems so constant yeah and um and we were talking about schedules or who works the next day or who works, you know, whatever. And he's like, Oh no, no, I'm busy because I work pretty much, you know, I work every day. I and for no that reason Ugh. at all, I go, Really? I That's not what I heard. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> Thank <so much>. you. That <laughs> was idea. driving him crazy. That I felt somehow on the spot that he deserved the, yeah. the, the, the like finger, finger flicking yes. in the nose. You know, like yeah. he would do like, be go down Simba, whatever. Yeah.
1: <laughs> down whatever. Simba. What a dick. I mean, you know, I've, I've He's had dicky, a, a, dicky, a, dicky, dicky. a couple, but I, you
0: know, part of it is for show. Like, yes, of know, course I'm it is. On a show for yeah. somebody. And I just, I never, I wasn't by it. I mean, I'm like, a, I've been a mom since I was 15. 15. I never yeah. went out. I never yeah. went to the Derby. I never went anywhere. You know right. what I mean? I was always coming home, trying to get home from acting class and leaving yeah. early so that, you know, I could relieve
1: whoever was staying with, with Misty. So I,
0: I, I, I surpassed all of that.
1: Well, you know, I mean, I I can, I, can I, I hate him, but I do enjoy that movie because for me, I, it was in the neighborhood. Every, it was where I lived. Everything. You know, I mean, it was like it well, was exactly... It's a exactly, great movie. Yeah, it's and it's funny. Movie. I
0: actually think that's one of my My the best things about me, I can actually physically really not like somebody and then enjoy their work.
1: Me too. As long long as they're not like pedophiles and things like that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I will watch that J Lo movie again. (laughs) It's like if something really
1: legit I'd like it, I'll like it yeah I no I, i'm the same to be
0: like a snotty actor that music cue was way too you know inelegant that just came <laughs> right. hey in i don't want to be that kind of <laughs> movie <laughs> viewer.
1: well and you know i also feel as far as an act i mean i don't really describe myself as an activist anymore i was truly an activist when i discovered that the era hadn't been ratified and i was and i you know gave speeches at the capitol and I was able to make some inroads there and and, but now it's been ratified. It's not it's not over because there's still a fight for it, but I no longer Mm -hmm. consider myself an activist, but as you know, while I was and I would work with groups of people, I didn't like everyone and I didn't care. Because like you know what, when I was when I was an actor Uh, The studio that I went to, my acting coach always said, leave your shit at the door. When you're here, you support everybody. You don't have to like everybody, but it doesn't matter. You just support everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, take it, don't bring it in. And that was such a valuable lesson for me. And so I felt like as an activist, and I still do this to this day because even though you know, again, I'm not working on the ERA. I'm in all these, all these uh, DM groups where we're amplifying tweets and everything. And so, right. I, you know, I amplify people that I don't like because, for whatever reason, whether they've been shithead to me or what, it's like I don't care. I don't care if you, if you're a shithead to me. If you're doing something for the greater good and you have a good message, I will amplify you. And I'm not going to mm-hmm. worry about my ego. I just don't care. And I do actually pride myself on that because I feel like we're all you know it's like it's what's the point of being petty if somebody has something that's going to be valuable to the bigger picture then let's be let's let's work for the bigger picture because in the end you know we all live in this house together this this planet and is we like need a house. all the help we can yeah. get
0: for whatever and nobody is a hundred percent on the same page as you yeah never when it comes to every right. topic and situation like you know it's like i can have my issues here and there and this bothers me for that and and then other things just bother me because you've been horrible to me yeah you know what i mean and that's that's hard to get get mm-hmm. over but i don't have i don't really have enemies like that right. but i do i do have my my favorites and if mm-hmm. i don't like someone and even if it's petty i'm like well it's kind of my that's my call. You know, it is my, <laughs> yeah, exactly. my timeline. You know what I mean? I'll right. do it if I want to. Maybe, yes. maybe you should think about being nicer
1: if you really want. You know what I'm you curious? I want to ask you too. Do you, I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know. I know you're in one of the DM groups that I'm in. And I'm in like 5 billion of them. Um, mm-hmm. and so, cause every time there's this one person who organizes these groups and they say, do you want to be in this group? And I'm like, sure, <laughs> it's like, sure. Put me yeah. in. I don't always, I mean, I, I post them when I feel like it, but I, but I like them because it's a way for my tweets to possibly get amplified, especially the ones. And right. I, I try to put the ones that I feel are important as opposed to my snarky, you know, yelling at people posts. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I've noticed <laughs> that. My cat hates you. I <laughs> not Ripley like said, "Ripley said you're, you're dead."
0: Ripley has it on good authority. I know. I, I stopped doing them, even though I'm a member of them, because mm-hmm. I was just kind of put off a few times where. The only people who get talked to or you can actually, it becomes like a, well, I'm going to aggressively ignore you. Right. Yes. And I'm there's like, some people who I aggressively ignore. I can, be, I can be aggressively ignored without coming to a private group to do that. I don't need your help <laughs> to do that. But I mean, have you, do so, you
1: get people, specifically men, but I, some women do it too, but I, there are men that constantly send me their tweets for me to amplify personally, not in the group. And it's like. It, it's it's it pisses me off and i ignore them because i feel like well, you know,
0: I, I don't get that because i just don't engage enough so i think they're like well she's a lost cause she's huh. just crazy and all about there's one cat. of them there's so one like
1: of them oh my god there's i don't this get one that guy.
0: i don't kirk gets that more i'm I'll, sure he hear that yeah he does kirk more like i don't talk to this person i don't know and they're yes. like and he also took like thanksgiving day off like take a breath you yeah. know let's just yeah. like not be all about Trump you know the day Thanksgiving can we can we not be thankful for something for a minute I just because I think it gets unrelenting and yeah. the moment you, you just kind of you ping that meter so far to the right that after a while you just your serotonin levels need to yes. take a break. Well, you,
1: I mean, I think I took a break for a while and then like I go on Twitter on my phone and then I on Thanksgiving and I tweeted a few things. But just, I just noticed in this particular election season, there were so many, mainly men. There's a few women who do it, but it's mainly men who they don't say, would you please amplify? But I'll tell you, this one guy, he, he's caught on and he's changed up, but they just send the tweet. And I just think it's so and then there was another guy who I don't I can't like remember. Like it's his name. their
0: grocery list or something. Yeah, like tweet like, this me for this. me, but they don't even say it. Do they that. just
1: expect you to serve them. And it's it's so irritating and rude to me. And there was this one guy, he's a blue check guy. I don't know who he is. I've never heard of him. But I guess we were friends with each other or followed each other because we're in a DM group. And so he would constantly he would constantly re- comment on something I would tweet and he wanted my in- interaction. And I, I didn't feel the need to interact. I didn't have anything specific to say. And then he would send me his tweets and I wouldn't reach, tw- I wouldn't even open them. And I noticed he unfollowed me. And it's like, Oh my God, really? It's yeah, just, big baby. It's, just big it's like, baby. It's so I don't, dumb. I don't,
0: I don't sign up to any of those either. That tells me who unfollowed me. Could oh yeah. Me right. Else.
1: You I well away, I used to away. like I it. I don't see. I it. used to like it to get cuz like I had I wanted to get rid of some when I first started Twitter, I ha, I wasn't political and I kind of wanted to get rid of I wanted to find out I didn't want to unfollow them first. So if they unfollowed oh, me, then I I'd think. unfollow them and I tried to pare down my list cuz I want the people who I follow to be people who I find interesting and I think that are going to add to my feed. And that's kind of what I base it on. I don't care if you have a blue check, but it's like, just be interesting. And so. Um, same, same. Yeah.
0: Like, new, I don't care what you give me, either it's insight mm-hmm. or or, or, or a laugh, um, yeah. humanity or yeah. humor or camaraderie, yeah. even. Uh, yeah. Like, okay, we've lived through that together. Right. Or some people I feel like I can really make their day by interacting with them yeah. and sometimes that makes me feel good like i i feel yes. like i want to support this person yes. it's not about what they can do for me it's like what i can do for them because that makes me feel good
1: yeah well and and that's absolutely i mean i definitely know there's a couple i don't are, are does tank shuttle ever put you oh in? yes he's I love so tank. cute <laughs> he <laughs> is so Sweet. he's like this teddy bear who's
0: nobody else nobody else tweets good night i love you to me nobody <laughs> my husband included
1: except tank. <laughs> so i know and that. for those who don't know he's he's a special olympics guy and oh my god he makes these videos where he like turns on a song and he starts singing and dancing for you and he's so yes. genuine and he's so freaking sweet i absolutely adore him and it's true it's like if you just like one of his tweets he'll he'll write author kimberly i love you <laughs> it's like, yes, oh my God, yes, I'm so yes, sweet. I know. I, like,
0: I, I love him. And then he was mortified the other day because someone said something that he thought was not very positive, And that was so light, comparatively <laughs> to like the stuff that's right. been sent my way. <laughs> you know, kill yourself. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like that. But, but I had to go support him and go, oh, yeah. that's terrible. I, yeah. I should never say that. But right. he likes positivity and light. And so, yes. yeah, there are a couple that I just think. I like, yeah. and then just humorous people I really like. Mm-hmm. I Even when I work, if you work on set, I prefer being around people that like to work with like a big, joyful quotient to their yeah. day,
1: because it makes yeah. it
0: so much easier. It does. I and, find the funny. I see the funny. You know, yeah. that little boy, at a, at the six, I, I see good <laughs> people.
1: I see the funny yeah. in everything, and yeah. I can't help it. And that's a wonderful trait. And before you go, I do want to ask you though, what's going on with, um, your career, like acting wise, I'm obviously COVID. I just, A, I want to know, are you guys even auditioning and B, um, are you, you i think you mentioned you might be writing something or so what's going yeah, on writing
0: something i'm writing a book book proposal oh, okay. all about ripley it's like the essential the <laughs> kittenhood of ripley carew you oh know, my like, god that's so how cool she came to be and when her pictures because i love photographing her yeah i just like i love getting photographs of her because she's got this this interesting face so i'm writing on that um i had a flurry of activity a couple months ago where like literally i had four or five really amazing auditions all online though you know Hmm, like doing your thing online, and really nice feedback from all of them and then about three weeks later oh this one's been pushed until spring Mm -hmm. because they can't travel this one they cast on location rather than travel someone from los angeles only one um which I'm still like got my fingers crossed for have they called to check my availability like Mm. three times now Hmm. some HBO show see it from that same week Mm -hmm. so you know there's possibilities and that was was my favorite one so I'm holding out for possibly that one happening Mm -hmm. but it's very slow same with Kirk you know a few things I'll have to put on tape with him and Mm -hmm. read with him and but it's it's just not back the way it was i know right. some things are starting to shoot but it's so slow and then they all shut down the moment mm-hmm. you know there are covid cases yeah. which they're always going to be right so i think this is just the way it's going to be until that vaccine is uh, yeah out and about and we get our numbers down
1: right well and i mean i wish somebody I, I posted the article today that said uh biden advisor said if you just close down for four to six weeks we can bring back the economy and it's true it's like if the government pays people and pays the businesses to stay closed so that they can open and not you know go bankrupt mm-hmm. we could do that although i mean we've got cultists in this country who will not you know i mean if things are closed down and they have to close down that will keep some people you know, from from, and plus they'll have an extra added incentive to get paid to do it. But there's always going to be, but my liberty and all that shit. So yeah, you know, yeah, but... <laughs> yeah. Free Michigan. We have to free Michigan <laughs> yeah. by
0: killing their governor. Exactly. Right? Yes. That's
1: how we do it. And yeah. you know, Sam I mean, Hill, I just, I, is I, wrong with people? I really hope. I really do hope. And I'm glad that we got to have a conversation today that wasn't overly political, and it wasn't political really at all. But um, because like I'm feeling back and forth. Uh, some days I have hope. And then other days I'm like, ah, oh, shit, <laughs> we're doomed. No, I but... do too. I think
0: that's that's where, I think you just expressed it right there. That's where all of us are. Mm-hmm. And I said to Kirk too, we just, like this past summer, we were supposed to be in Italy. We were going to oh, renew wow. our vows. We oh. were going to do this whole thing at this place we always go that we love. And of course it didn't happen. Yeah. So. I continue to look at dresses and flowers and just stuff. Even if mm-hmm. it doesn't happen, mm-hmm. I need something to look forward to. Yeah, I have to like have something that it will get
1: better. Mm-hmm.
0: And I do believe that now. Yeah. I do.
1: I, I mean, I think it will um, get better. I know it will. It's just, it just while you're in it, it's really hard. And then, we're, and, and as you said earlier, this PTSD of coming off of like an abusive relationship, really with the government. It's Mm -hmm. it's so it's taken a toll, and you know for this month I am I I feel like this we're in this holding pattern until he becomes the president, and we've got to endure whatever crazy shit Trump pulls with pardons and fucking shit all over Twitter, and I mean it's it's like and then the crazy ass Republicans that will remain, uh, it's like uh and I just I just don't even want to deal. I just don't want to deal.
0: I know. I just want it's, to do crafty sad. things, it's and a I'm not sad even crafty. Situation when you have 70% of the Republican Party believing that, yeah, with zero proof, mm-hmm. with zero proof that uh, you know there was massive fraud in this election. Well, if yeah. there was massive fraud, where's one? Yeah, where's one? How about a piece of fraud? Show yeah. me that legally <laughs> that you could like die one piece. So ridiculous. Um, oh my
1: God! I know. Well, w- it'll so be over. A- it will be over, and that's what I just keep telling myself. And it's like in the middle of the day, you know, our Christmas tree is up, and we've, you know, I, cl- uh, Bob is Clark Griswold when it comes to Christmas. He just loves Aww. the decorating, and it's, it's sweet. And I mean, I've always liked decorating, but we—he's so cute because our tree is fake. It's very nice, though. It looks real. His—he's uh, been in a couple house fires, so he has this total fear of uh tree catching on fire so he found like i remember it was it was in when we first moved here the first year in 2018 coming from california he drove around all day you know looking for the perfect tree going to every you know whether it was a home depot or whatever it was around until he finally got this it's like a seven foot tree and it looks real you know i mean it doesn't smell like a real tree but it looks real and Mm -hmm. so you know we have the tree up and we have all of our decorations and it's like I go out into the living room and see the tree and the decor and everything and then I just want to stop looking at politics and i want to start like making cookies or something you know it's like i just yeah. want to i think
0: making cookies the... is the best best cure for all our ills right now make cookies play the music mm-hmm. do do all of it and mm-hmm. i mean we have our tree up way earlier than we normally do yeah just for want of something to you know yeah people kept warning me about ripley knocking the tree down <laughs> i'm a little disappointed that it hasn't happened yet like i put it up to see that show i tuned in i i put that show into production she has not paid off she just kind <laughs> And sits so there and looks at you like oh, like I rambo you yeah, <laughs> know rambo disappeared into the mud that's yeah. the way
1: she in the christmas tree <laughs> oh my god she is so funny i love her well i'm she's so glad funny. that you were you were free to talk and um i so Thank enjoy you for
0: having me back hearing my cat story
1: <laughs> well and you know what i'm just gonna add this i have decided uh through this terrible part of covid uh, we're not getting any animals until it okay. starts to calm down. and so, in a way, I'm kind of glad because you know, you know Mark Marin, yes, he just posted a video like one of his cats has an issue with his kidneys. And I, I can't remember what the deal is. And I had to stop watching it because he's freak, uh-huh. he's freaking out. And it's funny because he said, I always think my cats are going to die. He wrote that. And my mother said to me when I went over and took care of her when she had her hip operation, she's got two cats. And you pets. had her
0: cats. Yeah. yeah. And, her and
1: so I was telling her, I said, you know, I don't know if I'm ready. And, I, and I'm surprised by that because normally when someone else loses their pet, I'm like, get another pet. Get another pet right now. And you just give all your love to that pet. But but Miranda was so difficult Miranda, because it was like it
0: took it took it, it such was, a it's it, gonna take its time. It's hard. And it will be right only when you're ready. Exactly. Just listen to you. Listen
1: yeah. To and inner. so it's like I feel yeah. nervous about, you know, the anxiety. I mean, my mom my mom had a cat one time that was just filled with problems. I mean, he lived to be fourteen, but his entire life was just constant. It was that there was always a battle trying to keep him alive. And I mean, he had a good quality of life or we or wouldn't have happened, but um, you know, I mean, still, it's like there's this anxiety that I have because for in a month and a half, I was tortured by what she was going through. And it, and so I feel like, well, if we get kids, you know, kittens at COVID time and there's an issue, I'm going to have the anxiety from taking to the vet is going to be through the roof for me. So I'm just I'm holding off, <laughs> just going to hold yeah, off. No, and- I hear that.
0: On the other hand, there's Kirk, who is desperate to get a friend for ripley because he oh. thinks she's depressed because we're not amusing enough and our dogs are older so while we were talking i get this ping in and it's like oh, i know you're in a podcast but yes or no a oh my god deep, that's so funny a little white a little white oh. kitten and i went yes so oh. possibly he oh. could be driving to go get a friend for ripley but she does she wants someone to play with yeah. you know she That's really really does too. and it's not yeah. so fair for her to have no one so i would not mind kitten. i just now you know
1: well, no. I will live vicariously through you. It's you and Tara Dublin. She has—I don't know if you're familiar with Tara Dublin. Yes, but she, yes, okay. I Okay, so her, her kitties Max and Duke. I live vicariously mm-hmm. through you guys, and eventually I'll have my own. But oh my God, I can I hope you guys get it. That is because I, I, I want too. I'll two. let you know,
0: but literally, it came in right now. Oh, oh, oh sorry, because he <laughs> called first and I ignored him. He's like, "Sorry, I remember a podcast. All you have to answer is yes or no," and he sent me this picture—a little white I love fine meats. and I was Aww. like, "Okay."
1: That is so, so sweet. I got
0: to go home and see if he left or yes. if he's getting it or what. Oh, my God. But thank you for having me. Thank you for letting me come on and, and talk. It's all therapeutic, you know, and yes. that we have that we have this community. That's yes. who Twitter has given me, is this community of a soft place to fall. Yes. Sometimes they're assholes and they're sharp elbows, but you can block them, mm-hmm. and that's
1: fabulous. And that's it. So why don't you tell everybody where they can find you?
0: Oh, they can find me at Kirsten Warren on Twitter twitter kirsten warren it's k-i-e-r very tricky danish name and on instagram the real kirsten warren once again the same tricky spelling
1: cool then i i will add those to the patreon description and of course you can find me on twitter at author kimberly and that's k-i-m-b-e-r-l-e-y don't forget that extra e and then the same name obviously over on amazon and you can read all my books about teen abortion and um, American women voting and, and <laughs> men going through heartbreak and people who have l- lost their virginity. So anyway, it was awesome talking to you. Uh, I cannot wait. To, I hope you get this kitty and tell Kirk I said hi.
0: I absolutely will. Thank you for having me. All right, you take know. care.
1: Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.